Welcome back. This yeah. is Good Moms, Bad Choices. I'm Erica. And I'm Mila. And we're still in New York, y'all. New hey. York episode still going strong. Hi. Happy one. Hi. Hey. Hi. <laughs> That's Amethyst. Oh my God. Hi, Vivi. Hi. Oh my God. Um, we have the cutest two little girls in, uh, in, on, in the studio today. She, little Amethyst and Manifest. Oh, yes. oh my gosh, she knocked out. She knocked out. Oh, she was, that was quick. Right. right. Just oh one, two, three on the boob. And boom. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Well, we have a special guest today, guys. We have Mella Murder. Hey. Is that where you go? Is that where yeah, you yeah, go yeah. after? Okay. Yes, definitely. Mella Murder's in the building. Um, I'm so yes. excited to have you. You I'm are so like. to be here finally. I love when I, when I can connect with you. <laughs> okay, girl. All right. She said, I got, I got right. some shit to She's say. She's like, I'm here to speak as well. I right. love when I can connect with other single moms and you're... Baby. Okay. <laughs> we get it. <laughs> anyway, you're the mom. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, if you guys aren't familiar with Mella, definitely check out her Instagram. You're such an advocate for single parents and single, single moms specifically. And... Like your caught like your let's talk is so important, and I'm so happy that that you do that and that you're able to connect with women in like a real way. Wait, let people know what let's talk is. Okay. Okay, so Mommy. let's talk is it's a movement. I really it, I want it to. My mission is for it to be a movement. Um, just connecting single moms together in support of mental and emotional health because. When I was going through my own things, um, being a new mom, experiencing postpartum depression, n- never having anyone ever educate me on that, how to prepare myself for it, and just feeling like I was the only one going through it. Um, so I decided to come out and be fully transparent with my story and what I had gone through because I was suffering severely and felt completely alone. So I did that. and. The outpour that I received from that was so positive, so overwhelming, just emotional. I'm like, this needs to be a thing, a physical thing, where we're we're meeting up together in person, flesh to flesh, physically, where we can cry to each other, hug each other, and help each other in our struggles. So Mm -hmm. that's basically what it is and how it started. (laughs) (laughs) And maybe if you give our listeners just a little backstory on like, who you are? I mean, I mean that, that's such like a broad statement because it's like, how do you define who you are, what you do? I know you're an artist, actor, yeah. dancer. Yeah. Um. I mean, I identify as a woman from New York, born and raised. I mean, my father passed away when I was 11, and that's when a lot of my mental health things started playing and coming into play. And um, I just realized that I was different from my two other sisters. And I felt disconnected often. I felt uh, removed often and just misunderstood. So I was constantly trying to find my outlets. And Are you the oldest? I'm the eldest, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And when you say disconnected, like you just felt like... No, like like my mom would literally separate me from my sisters. Why? Because I, I went crazy. My father passed away mm. and um, so many things happened after that. And I f- didn't feel safe in my home. Mm. I just didn't feel safe. My mom was, was seeing a new guy. And just, like, the dynamic of our living situation changed. And I w- was super paranoid. I, like, slept with a knife under my pillow. Like, crazy. Mm-hmm. So, my mom, I was acting out. 
I was being super rebellious as we were just talking about and um, my mom would, would just be afraid to like have my sisters with me so she would literally like keep me away from them it's actually crazy I learned that I was into dancing and writing when I was put in a mental institution at, you put in a mental institution mm-hmm, wow. at the age of 12 oh wow mm-hmm. because my stepfather he tried to hit me or like he and he's like six foot three and my mom was away, away at work and he got super aggressive with me and I like like took the knife out on him and I was like don't don't move mm-hmm. like stay right there and my mom was like you're out of control I don't know how to help you and she was trying but I was just so deep in my own you know my own pain issues my yeah yeah, you know like the anxiety the the sadness all of these things I wasn't understanding so she put me in a mental institution the next day and I met some of the most amazing people of my life in there that's crazy how life works how long were you there for I was in there I want to say Two to three weeks, uh-huh. you know, not not super crazy long, um, because, I mean, there's there's people in there like young young kids in there who like were severely mentally ill, and mm-hmm. you know, people in the system they're gonna tend to those cases more more so than someone who's just like dealing with the trauma of like a death in the family and things like that. Some a, a, a child who's rebel who's rebelling. Mm-hmm. So. And there is where I learned that, okay, I love dancing, I love writing, so I started to dance and in high school. I took it very seriously. I was in like a hip-hop voguing group, and um, like it was just my everything. It was my outlet. I felt free. I felt like I didn't have all of this weight on me that I'd been carrying since I was, you know, 11, 12 years old, and it just felt really good. Then I started writing music, and... I had a show, I was in a band with my best friend at the time, and we had a show in Bard College, and that's kind of how I got discovered to dance for Major Lazer. Mm-hmm. Um, the opening DJ, who I was actually with last night, Addy, um, he connected me with Diplo, and he was like, yo, like, I believe in you. I don't, know, I don't know you, I don't know why I believe in you, but I do, and I wanna help you. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like the universe aligned it, and. I was on tour with Major Lazer, and then how old are you? At that point, I was twenty, mm. and that must have been like a very. I mean, because I know like that scene yeah. is very. I mean, it's go 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 party yes. party 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 drink 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 drugs 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 drugs. Mm-hmm. You know, because I was listening to that music and doing all those things. Right. <laughs> not even on tour. Not even on tour. Not even on tour. I'm at Electra. What's it called? Electro? Electra? Where was I? In Miami at some music festival. Major Lazer was there, and I was like, Ultra. Ultra. Right. That's where I was. Yeah. Yes. And I was ultra faded. Yeah, same, same. Um, so at 20 years old, I mean, going on tour and traveling the world in that capacity, like, like from being a piece of shit one day, like nothing, like no one, like confused about my life, doing drugs, being like a raging like mess, to having so much responsibility and so much. I mean, I was exposed to a world I never imagined, I never knew existed. Mm-hmm. So it was a lot. I mean, I loved it. It was amazing, but it was a lot. It was too much for me at times. Yeah. I mean, you're 20 years old, you're a baby. Baby. You're a baby. Like, you don't even... And there's no rules. There's no one telling you, hey, slow down. Right. You know? So I can only imagine. No guidance at all. But, you know, that 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 journey of Major Laser, I mean, it was some of the best moments of my life. And it taught me a lot about being just a full-rounded person, you know? 
I've slept on a floor. Like, we've slept on floors, you know. Baby, no, baby. We've slept on floors. We've had to share bunks, you know. You, you, you adapt. And I've learned how to adapt because of Major Lazer. Mm. And now I feel like whatever I go through now, because of those experiences, I'm able to adapt. Right. So do you think that experience also kind of helped you in, oh, in motherhood? Oh, sure. In parenthood? Definitely. It made me super resilient. Because you have to keep on going. You have to be strong. I mean, when... When, when I started with Major Laser is when social media kind of just started. Like, Instagram was just popping off. And, you know, the Major Laser Instagram, we used, to be, we used to get posted, me and the dancer, and people used to be like, oh, you guys, you're, you're both sluts, and you're fucking Diplo, and, like, trolling us and saying horrible things about us. And I used to be so upset, so sad, and, like, my family would talk to me and be like, yo, you have to, like, be, you have to be resilient to this. Come on, you're going to let what random strangers say about you affect, you know, your life and, right, you know. Right. And it taught me, like, you have to be strong despite what anyone says. Like, fuck what people say. Who cares what people say? Like, right. you're living your life. You're staying true to yourself. You know who you are. You're not You're not those things, so fuck keep it pushing. Right, right, exactly. So definitely it taught me, taught me some valuable lessons. And you're like... You have such a specific style of dance. It's like, I mean, I know you said voguing. That's so, that's so New York. I was going to say, like, and never would I have ever in high school had the opportunity to take a hip-hop Vogue. Like, even learn. Where would I go? Where would I be doing that in L.A.? I didn't even learn, really, about voguing until I moved to Atlanta and went to, like, the gay club all the time. Like, and learned about, like, like houses. Shh, baby. You're being very loud, okay? Shush. <laughs> Like, yeah, um, how do you identify? Are you, like, what's your, are you like, straight? Are you, are you gay? Are you bisexual? Are you fluid? What's the other one, the new one, pansexual? <laughs> like, I don't even know what any of those things mean. I know, I know. I mean, I, I just love people. Me too. I love people. I think people. that's pan. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what I, I am. Let check my notes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, it's because I, I don't. I just love people, and if I connect with you, then I connect with you. And if I think you're beautiful, then you're you're beautiful, and I will, you know, I will give you time, and I will, you space, know, I will yeah. be open and connect and like interact, and you know, I, I don't have like a type or anything like that. And people, I feel like people who have types close themselves off to all of the beautiful of people, the world, yes. right? So I agree, I agree. I, I identify the same. I'm a people lover. Yeah, for sure. Um, in New York, is is uh, voguing like a gay thing? Cause like I don't yeah, know. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. It's on the gay like. Yeah, I mean, it, it was it was birthed here in the '70s and in the '80s um, in Harlem, and you know that's how the gay community would escape the outside realities of just you know being kind of shunned. Mm-hmm. You know, and just being like tormented for being exactly who you are. Mm -hmm. So they created the ballroom scene so that, you know, poor minority little black and brown boys could dance and feel, um, like have that escape of fantasy and be like rich, fab, Upper right. East Side, you know, white woman, you know, and, and they created this, this world, this fantasy. And when it was introduced to me, I mean, that's what it, that's what it gave to me. It offered me an, an escape from my reality and I was able to be this confident just other person who I didn't feel like in my in my in my day-to-day -day life mm. so um 
it was effortless it was natural i'd never been to a class back then there were no vogue classes that's kind of a new thing mm -hmm. it's become since social media came up it's been mainstream like you know it's kind of transitioned into the mainstream world which which is cute it deserves that but um i love the fact that it's kind of been that underground new york city vibe and like you had to be a part of the culture to experience mm -hmm. that type of magic so and for you it was like therapeutic yes 100 percent. it's crazy how different 100%. things can do that i mean know? the way you can move your body i'm like how, is this do i have to be double jointed is this <laughs> is this learned or is this like a gift it's just feels it's yeah. just a feeling. Like, y'all, if you if you guys get a chance, go on her Instagram and check out some of her videos. Because I, I remember when you were pregnant, too, and you doing and doing videos. And I'm just like, the female body is so incredible. And that we can still do anything or everything, everything. while pregnant. If, my mom has always told me. Baby, amethyst. My mom has always told me that pregnancy is a sign of health. And a lot of times that people look upon pregnant women as a weak almost, or like, are you okay? Do you need help? Right. They, 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 you must be protected. Like, they need help. and Which is true, and trust me, I took all that too. I'm right. like, yes, help me. Right. But also, like, this is just proof how I'm healthy. Right. I'm strong. And mm -hmm. watching your videos and watching you move like that and watching your body move like that while you were, like, very pregnant, right. I was like, that is so beautiful. And, and even doing those, doing that with, your child's father, like seeing those videos was so beautiful. I Thank loved you. it, I loved that. Thank you. A lot of people told me like I wouldn't be able to do those things. The doctors and things. They're like, what do you do for a living? And I'm like, I'm a, I'm a dancer. Well, you can't dance. You can't dance. And I danced. I danced until I was in, when um, I gave birth to her, the day before I gave birth to her, I was in rehearsal. Like wow. choreographing a whole team of dancers for um, Fashion Week, oh. like the day before, <laughs> and then I had my baby. Like we were, we, I was supposed to be a part of the performance, and I was giving birth. Wow! So, don't stop. Do it all. Like we are so strong. Pregnancy is just. Oh my God. It's it, was, did you, how did did you enjoy your pregnancy or what? I really enjoyed my pregnancy with Amethyst. I felt. I felt like a goddess, you know? Mm -hmm. I was like, oh my God, like I feel so beautiful. I'm so powerful. Um, I'm doing all these amazing things. And then with, with Manifest, I didn't feel like that at all. Like I hated being pregnant. I wanted to just hide. I wanted to not be seen. I didn't want to tell, I, I didn't tell anyone. I was like, didn't you take a break from social media? Yeah, mm -hmm. I didn't tell my family. when. So she turned a year old, we traveled the day after her first birthday to England, doing shows um, for Richard Russell in England. Then I, I traveled to Paris, then for, to Rome, and then to Puerto Rico to film Palante. Then I went to LA, where I found out I was pregnant. Mm. So I, I was like on my own, hustling mad hard, sick as a dog, pregnant. And I knew that my mom and my family <clears throat> would tell me to get an abortion. I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm pro-choice. It's, Amy, Amy, baby, no, my love. Do you want me to put you in the stroller? Do you want me to do that? Don't disturb sister. Thank you. Oh, so sweet. Look at her, she knows she's working yeah. here. Is she working here? Yeah. <laughs> oh. 
Emmy, Emmy, mm-mm, you sister, okay? But um, yeah, when I found out I was pregnant with Manifest, I was happy. So that's how I knew. I'm like, I'm going through with this because I felt so much joy, but I didn't want it to be tainted by other people's, mm. opinions. By other people's opinions. So I didn't tell anyone. And then during that time, I hadn't spoke to Kaner, which is their father, in months. Um, so when I was approaching my fifth month of pregnancy, I'm like, I think I should tell him. Oh, he didn't even he know. He didn't know until you were five months. Oh, you, didn't, you literally didn't tell nobody. I didn't tell nobody. Wow. It was okay. a secret. Well, because I know you've documented your journey with, in some ways with him, too. And, like, you guys you were together, and then you separated, and you, Oh, no. Sorry. Yeah, you can take it out. Shh. Emmy, calm down, okay? Are you getting tired? Do you want to go in the in the crib? This is motherhood. I know. Yeah, this is real. You want to go in the um, the crib? You hear me? You want to go in the stroller? Honey. Go ahead. Let me put you in the stroller. You can take on my stroller. <laughs> no. This is real life right here. Oh yeah. Right? No, trust me. We we have kids. We record with the kids. They interrupt every five seconds. <laughs> This is the protocol over yes. here. Oh, and I love being with moms because it just, it doesn't make you feel weird. Mm -mm. Right. Because when you're not with moms, the people just stare at you. And right. they get stare, yeah. Right. I know. It took me a long time to get over that, making, feeling bad. Like, right. oh, I'm, are we disturbing you? Are you, oh God. Right, feeling bad for having kids. <laughs> right, like, look at me, help me. Don't look at me. <laughs> okay, so you said you didn't tell him to your five months. Yeah, I was approaching my fifth month, and I was like, I think it's time that I tell him. And what did he say? So, it's crazy because we were on the phone, we were FaceTiming each other for like an hour before I even said anything. So we were just having like a, a normal conversation. And then, um, I was like, I'm pregnant. <laughs> That's it? And he was like, I yeah. He was like, yeah, by, by who? <laughs> no. Yeah. Not by who? Yes. He said, who's the dad? He started laughing because he thought I was pregnant by someone else because mm -hmm. we hadn't spoken in so long. And I was like, by you. <laughs> You're yeah. the father. And he started to cry and he got really emotional but happy and he felt like it made a lot of sense as to why I totally pushed back from him and just didn't want to talk to him. But that... That wasn't the reason. I I made those choices because of like who he who he is. So I just again I didn't want my experience of being pregnant again to be tainted by no one's fuckery. You know what? I respect that a lot because I'm the type of person, and this is something that I need to check myself on. And I think people in general do this. Like we ask a lot of opinions, even though we always go with what we wanted to do in the beginning. Right. Why do we do it? I don't know. But you know, there's so many. You always seek people's opinions. Your parents, your friends, because you care what they think. Yeah. But and a lot feels, of times it does it change it. It feels good to be validated, validated by the people you love. Right. Because it makes you feel like you're making a right decision. But if it resonates with you, if whatever your, whatever the choice is that you have to make, you know. You feel it in your heart, and it doesn't matter who says what about. Like God can come down Himself yeah. and be like, and I'm like, no, this is like this Not is my choice. Right. Like this is what makes me happy, and right. that's it. Period. So when I told him that, because he was, you know, he was he was he was bugging a little bit. He couldn't believe that I waited that long to tell him. Right. And um, I was just explaining like this is this is my choice. You know, ultimately, really? like I'm doing this for me because. 
I felt love the second that I, I realized I was pregnant, the second I learned I was pregnant, and I know Amethyst needs that, needs a sibling. So he flew us out like to England like the week after, and then I stood in England until I was seven months, and that's when I came home and told my family. Mm. And then you gave birth. Mm. What, what, what would you, like? Did, were you prepared for him to either be angry, not want to be involved? Like, you had already, got, I guess, prepared to go on this journey by yourself. Yeah. Like, you decided on your own to consciously, I guess, single parent, mm-hmm. I guess, in a way. Um, what, would it have mattered to you? I think it would have. I think it would have um, because, I mean, I'm on my own regardless. And that, that goes without saying. That's besides the point. But when it comes to his acceptance of our children, that affects me. That matters to me. I, I, need, to, I need to feel secure that you love them, that you care about them. That doesn't mean that you, know, you have to provide financially. If you're providing love and they feel that and you want to be a part of their lives that that very much matters to me and i'm op- i'm always open to it mm-hmm. which, which is why i told them because they deserve that you know i can be hella righteous and be like i'm i'm doing this on my own and you know that means you excluded completely but then what does that do for them no they cuz yeah it's not you fair know what i mean the day. Yeah, yeah. so and i and i know deep down he is a person who does care deeply mm-hmm. about us and the and the babies but he's dealing with his own stuff but um i mean in terms of the work do i mean yeah in terms of the work i i i was prepared to do that on my own it was just a matter of him knowing that she existed and mm-hmm. she was going to be she was here coming. <laughs> she coming and, like right either way either way honey um i saw that also you posted a po- a picture recently of your mom which you guys look so much alike. And she had, you have, like, how many siblings do you have? Like, three I have sisters? Two sisters? Two sisters and a little brother. Um, and she had all of you guys pretty young. So yeah. seeing that, did that kind of, like, give you strength and courage to know, like, I can do this? Because a lot of people, like, would be scared to have two, two kids under two mm. and, you know, consciously making the decision to raise them on your own, really, because he doesn't live here, right? He lives no. in the UK, right? Yeah. So you're here. And... That's that's a scary thing, you know. I have one, <laughs> and yeah. I'm already like, "Whoo, shit!" Right. <laughs> and my baby daddy lives in my city. Right. right. So, like, be, seeing your mom or being raised in that way, did that did that provide some sort of blueprint I mean, for you in any way, or like, or wipe away the fear? No, I mean, because with her, I watched her suffer severely. You know, we witnessed her go through severe <laughs> domestic abuse by my, not even my biological father. My biological father, like, dipped, like, from the beginning. I never knew him. Mm-hmm. Um, and my youngest sister, Jasmine, her father, he raised us. So mm-hmm. he was, you know, my, my, the father figure, but he was really abusive to my mom. So I saw my mom go through really crazy things and stay and, you know, allow certain things to happen continuously. And, and I remember being being like five or six and saying, or, or understanding that I would never want to be in a situation like that. I would never tolerate things like that. And then when I was eight years old, like, she just, she woke up and she's like, no, this is enough. Like, I'm not doing this anymore. And she, she left and she never looked back. That is what 
motivates me and, and that shift and whatever happened with her inside I've, I remember that moment and being like this is who I want you to be mom and it that was like the blueprint that she sent for me just to have the strength and to get through things and to, to carry on on the journey because I see a lot of women go through abuse and come back you know leave come back leave come back my mom never came, went back mm-hmm. you know so that and and I go back mm-hmm. that's my that's my that's my issue. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, it takes a long time for me to move on. And my mom, she just gets on with it. And when she's done, she's done. So that motivates me. And she's, she's really strong, but sometimes too strong. And like, I want to be strong, but I also want to be sensitive. And I don't want, I want my girls to know that too. Some, like, she doesn't cry, my mom. Like, she's not affectionate. And I have to be those things because I, I need that. Mm-hmm. You know, I need kisses. I need hugs. I need I love yous. And I, these babies need all of that. So, you know, there's certain elements of, of, of what, she, what we all went through, me, my mom, and my sisters, um, that, you know, when I'm going through rough moments, I think about certain things and I'm like, okay, let me keep it pushing. And then there's things that happen now and I'm like, I I'm, I'm never going to be like you in, that, in those senses, you know, like I'm never going to repeat like th- what you're doing right now to them. Right. So you said that you went, you felt like you went through a really dark and rough place after your first pregnancy. Was it, do you think it was postpartum or was there more to what was like happening and h- how did you push, pull, your, pull yourself out of that? Because I think a lot of, I mean, most women we go through, you know, having your first child is so, you think you're prepared and then it's, then, then, then you leave the hospital and you have this person that you're responsible for Mm -hmm. and everything changes and your body's changing and your hormones are changing and situations are changing you know a lot of times men they don't know where they fit in right after they're like okay well I think for me um when we brought amethyst home it didn't there was never a moment where I felt like like there's this baby here it felt like it felt as if she was always there, you mm-hmm. know. It was when and Kaner was with me for two months, like the first two months of her life. It's when he left, and I was in like I was home for the first time by myself Alone. with her, you know, like mm-hmm. like she's in the bed and I'm looking at her and I'm like it's just me and you, right? Like, that's when it, that's when it kicked in, mm-hmm. and. I just, I was sad. I was just sad about the whole situation. I mean, I was still dealing with the depression of what I went through with him. She might want food. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, let me, let me do it. Let me get it. So, yeah, so, um, like, when he cheated on me and that whole situation happened, it was so shocking. You know? So you guys were in a relationship. You were in a relationship. But you weren't planning for Amethyst. No. But you guys were in an exclusive monogamous. We were engaged. Oh. We were engaged. We lived together back and forth. And he's between. also a dancer, too. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we, were, we, we spent all of our time together. We worked together. We made money together. We traveled together. We did all these things together. And we got into an argument um, because he was on tour with FKA Twigs, and I was... Uh, filming for the Florida project and so we had some time apart and during that time he changed and I and I felt that when we reconnected and I'm like yo you're bugging like I'm pregnant be show up for me in whatever ways you can show up for me and he wasn't so we got into a bad 
argument. He left to London like the same day. And then two days later, he was having sex with someone else. How'd you find out? You're gonna, you're gonna, <laughs> you're gonna think it's so crazy. But actually, my horoscope, I like, I'm not even kidding. No, you're no, no, you right don't, don't think you're crazy. No, <laughs> no, 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 I read, I read my horoscope, which is some, uh, that's like my, one of my morning rituals. What's your sign? A Leo. Oh, that's right, Leo. Uh-huh. So, you know, it said someone very close to you is hiding some something from you. Mm. And I was like, hmm. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. So I called Kainer. <laughs> and I was like, hey, do you have anything to tell me? Like, are you hiding anything from me? And he just broke down crying. Wow. And he yeah. was like, I don't want to tell you. You're going to leave me. And I was like, oh, you fucked someone. Right. He was like, yeah. And I knew her. I knew the girl. She was like a supporter of mine for years. Wow. What? Supported me and Kainer's journey, like when we were engaged, like commenting under our pictures. That's kind of creepy. No, so creepy, so hurtful. I felt so betrayed. betrayed. I was just like, Almost like with a fan? Yeah, with a fan. Wow. With a fan, yeah. So I was just, I was like, I don't trust no one. I was just dealing with so much of that, like paranoia, just... Okay, I was like, this is what's happening. This is who you are. And then once that happened, it was just his true colors were just unraveling. Mm. And, you know, who he really was started to surface. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's too late. Like, I'm already pregnant. How long have you guys been dating up until the pregnancy? Um, Two years we were together. Mm. Um, You know, everything happened really fast. So that was just another thing. Like, even the, me getting pregnant, it all happened so fast. Mm. But I was like, Let, let's just... Let's just deal with this. Let's just, even though I never really dealt with it, you know, I was just being strong for the sake of her and the fact that I was about to be a mother. Let's try. Let's just do what we have to do. And, you know, nothing changed on his behalf. And he's he's really young, you know, so. He's younger than you? He's younger than me. Yeah, he's 24. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um He's just in a completely different headspace than I am. And I was dealing with, like, I was feeling all of those feelings, but not dealing with them. Right. Because I was, I was like, I don't have time to deal with these feelings right now because I have to prepare for Amethyst. Mm-hmm. And then once she came, like, I couldn't deal with it then because she was here. Yeah, right. You know? And then he left and I was alone with her. And it was when I was alone with her that there was no more hiding or no more pushing things like under the carpet like they were coming up they were surfacing i was seeing them i would i would start crying you know i was i was now it was starting to like affect my life and that's when i decided to come forward with what i went through because i needed community and i didn't have it i felt so alone and i was just over it i'm like i don't i don't want to put myself in a position where i feel like something deep could happen mm-hmm. you know so I did it to like save my life I think a lot of times as women we do put so many like marbles into like our men and our relationships oh God, that yeah. we forget like the community the sisterhood the village that shit is important oh because you know when that doesn't happen the way you want to happen to happen then who, who do you go to right what do you when you so when you decided to start let's talk I mean was this based out of people, I'm assuming, 
connecting to your story and wanting and feeling like I can relate to you and like, okay, how can we all get into a room together? Mm-hmm. When you guys come together, like, like, do you guys just share your stories as a single as single parents and single moms? It's for, for most. It's all for, it's for moms, single mothers, right? Yeah. Single um, moms. So, I, I mean, even like I was looking at pictures. I was telling. I was telling you I was so bummed that I missed this last one because it just looked so beautiful. It looked so emotional. It was so emotional. And, like, a, a place where people can kind of just, like, let it all out mm-hmm. and just cry. That's the atmosphere. The atmosphere is you can come and just be, you know? If you don't want to talk, you don't have to talk. If you don't want to be seen, you don't have to be seen. But if you do, you can. If you want to cry, you can. I mean, there was so many different elements of it where I was taking it like sitting back taking it all in like look at this look at how powerful we are when we come together look at how beautiful we are when we come together there were like two random moms that just met who was like one of the moms like expressing milk out of the other mom's boob (laughs) I'm like this is beautiful I love this and there was some mixy situations there too there was a mom who was like the mistress of another mom, like the guys. Oh no! You, you know like what a, I'm like trying to say? Like a side, like yes. a side situation. That's mm-hmm. how she became. And they didn't know they were going to be coming together. No. But they knew. No, they were it. both there. They were both yeah. there. No, girl. Was yes, there any girl. healing done there? I mean, oh so God. so how? Yes, I know. I mean, because I want it to be there. I want everyone's feelings and emotions are valid in 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 a space like let's talk. You know, so I mean, but I didn't want it to get. Crazy. Right. So I told her, she approached me and she's like, I'm feeling really triggered right now. Like the woman who just spoke broke me and my family up. Oh my God. And I was like, okay, your feelings are valid. How you feel right now is valid, but like surrender to surrender to your anger. Don't allow that to, you know, change your experience and all of this. Like still allow yourself to be open you know, choose forgiveness. You, you, you know, like let's let's come together, cause I mean, in a moment like that, I was thinking, how would I react? Mm-hmm. Right. I'm thinking, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking right now, how right. would I react? How would I'm, I, react? I might see red. Honestly, I'd be like, yeah, let's legit. talk. Let's fight. Right. Yeah. Right. But she kept her composure, and, and she stayed. And she stayed, and you know, it was it was beautiful. But things like that, I was There's like, so many, so many elements. But ultimately, it was very, very, very supportive. People, I mean, we passed the mic around, and I just wanted everyone to introduce themselves to one another. What's your name? What do you identify? You know, why are you here? Things like that. And then from there, the the discussion just naturally kind of picks up. Um, we weren't able to get too, too deep in because there was so, so many, many women, mm-hmm. and we didn't have a lot of time. But um, we, hit the, we, hit the, we hit the surface of, of a lot, and... Um, we got to hear just a small bit of everyone's story, and it was beautiful. So I think my next one is going to be much more low-key and where we'll actually be able to have a discussion. Right. Yeah. You know, so. I think the one huge commonality that I'm just thinking, because I'm thinking about your event, in single motherhood is, I think for the most part, not in all cases, because some people choose to have kids alone, even those cases, honestly, I think that we're spoon-fed like this image of family, mm-hmm. and we have this fairy tale like idea of how we're supposed to be, and how like when you have kids, you're supposed to have a partner, you're supposed to have a, you're supposed to have a spouse, you're supposed to be married, you're supposed to have a white fucking picket fence, you're right. supposed to have help, you know. 
and, and, and a lot of times, even married women, you know, go through stuff and don't have that support. But I think that's huge. That's the first disappointment. That's the first, like, it's almost, it's traumatizing, Loki. When you realize, like, this fairy tale story that you, like, cut out. And I think that's why a lot of women go back and go back and yeah. go back and endure a lot of bullshit. Right. Because we are so gung-ho about the father, the mother, the children, like, not What being, a family looks like. And not being, like, an unwed single mom. Especially for women of color, I think, too. Mm. It's like, oh, great, I'm going to be, like, the single mom. You know, yes. like, the single black... The stigma. This yeah. is, there's a stigma yeah. attached to it, you know? And I just... Sometimes, but, like, not so much now, but before, like, I could literally just think about that and cry. Just mm. in any in any situation. Oh yeah. I'd be walking down the street like look at that fucking yeah. happy motherfucking family. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what Legit. I mean? Legit. No, of course. So it doesn't matter like where you come from, what your background is, what's class, like socially, you know, but those that disappointment oh that God. you know is such so hard to to, to digest and to mm. understand. So like a community like that, you know, that to realize, oh shit, like I'm not the only one. Yeah. Oh, this doesn't make my family any less whole I, I can do this I can see you doing it and I can call a friend that makes a huge difference right. and when you're in a when you're in um, a space like that with so many different women who have so many different stories you realize that your situation is not that bad and it makes you grateful because some of the things that these women have gone through I mean I oh my god like it was hard to hear it was hard to even think that some women can go through that and it endure certain levels of abuse like in front of their kids and mm-hmm. you know having their power taken away by a man and you know having to build yourself up from like being stripped down to nothing mm-hmm. you know like raped of of who you are so I, I hear those stories and I, it makes me feel so blessed it makes me feel so grateful and I know my situation can be worse it's it's hard. I suffer. I go through my moments, but it's not that bad. And that's why I feel like I can do it. I can do this for them. I can provide these things for them because it's not that bad. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's have rewarding. Mm-hmm. It is. So much so. How does um, their father feel about your your cause as a, a, an, an advocate of single moms? Because to him, does he feel... Because, you know, also, there's this whole idea of what a single mom is. Like, right. Like, You're not a single mom because the dad is around. Right. But, like, no, that's not true. You're only single if he doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, right. he's disappeared from the I face thought, of I the earth. I wonder, like, does he <laughs> no, feel, bitch, like, does he feel slighted <laughs> by you? Does he feel, oh like, disrespected? God. Oh, my God, yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. Very much so. When I, when I, when I first came out, out, girl, oh, oh my God, please don't. Jesus Christ. No, 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 baby. You're biting me, and it's not okay. You're tired. When I first came out with the post, he was, oh, my God. His whole family. His family? Yeah, they were like, you know, take your business offline, and that doesn't have anything to do with the rest of the world, and you're you're painting him out to be a monster and all these things, like, He's, he's a good person, and I'm like, okay, you're making it all about him, and this has nothing to do with him. This has everything to do with me, me right. and what I'm going through. Because guess what? I'm the one here with my baby. I'm by myself with her, and he has his freedom. Right. He's doing what he has. He's doing, he's, he's living his life. I don't have that. Uh, so I need support, because if I don't, I'm going to go crazy, period. So, he, I mean, he still resents me. He holds mad resentment 
for me over the con- over like the- over like everything about me coming out and then what came of it, you know. Even seeing the, the beautiful community that you're building, he doesn't he doesn't understand. I, I'm just curious. Like I, I get. I'm not, I mean, I don't want to say I get, but like the actual what you do, bringing women together. Does he feel like excluded from that because he feels like? Oh, for well, sure. Yeah, he's um. Does he consider himself a single parent? No, and I don't I wonder, think. He, I always wonder that. Like, and I don't think he considers me a single mom. Hmm. He'll say to me like, "I, I'm here." You know, I'm I'm willing to be a part of their lives. What is wrong, baby? What, baby? What is the matter? I'm just afraid you're gonna bite me. I don't want to be bit. No biting. Just I promise. She's <laughs> but um, but yeah, cause he feels because you know he wants to be there, but you know he's in England, I'm in New York. That that's why, and it's not that at all. It's so much deeper than that. It's so much deeper than that, but he doesn't get it. I think um, he's intimidated by by what I've created, and I feel like in a way he wish he wished that he had something like that. But um, I mean, what what has he gone through to you know to provoke him to do something like that? He he has not experienced any. T- I've never hurt him in ways that he or disrespected him in the ways that he did. To us, so amethyst, no. Hey. Well, I mean, not say anything but the truth. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So. Do you think he'd move here, or would you would you move there? He won't move here. Would you move there? Yeah, I do, I want to because like I want I wanted to live there before I even met him. Mm. You know. So um, and I want them to go to school out there. I think the school system is light years better out there than it is over here mm-hmm. so and it will be easier I mean when he is here the help he helps me a lot and I mean that's what it comes down to I just need help <laughs> yeah so, shit. Like, fuck I can't <laughs> yeah, like I, <laughs> I need help I wanted you but damn this is a lot right <laughs> so what's like do you have time to date what is that like oh, is even on your radar like <laughs> would you? Are you still in love? With, would like? Ha, ha, would you have another baby? Would you? Um, would you consciously do have another baby with him as a single? Hell no! <laughs> like wherever I go after this, I want to feel. I want to feel so secure in, in whatever. Whatever situation I I I enter after this, I mean I've learned so much from this, baby. Don't. <laughs> um, I'm not the same person I was before being with Gaynor. Um, I'm a lot. I'm. I'm. Hmm. My spirit is like fierce, you know, and I feel like motherhood will do that. Yes, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. You feel and, so powerful. Yeah, I mean, cause I'm. Look at this. I'm here. Yeah taking care of two humans every single day, you know, creating, trying, like, I think about my legacy often, and I think about how I want them to remember me once I'm gone, and it's just, I I don't have the energy to give, I don't have the time to give anyone who's just not authentic, solid, pure, and just down, you know, down, and people are not like that. 
I mean, my experience so far, I mean, people are just not solid, you know, and I do blame a lot on social media. Everyone wants to be a somebody. Everybody wants to be, you well, know. Well, that and they're so easily distracted. Oh There's always God. like, oh, well, that'll be, that's, let me try that. It's like right. speed dating. Exactly. But, you know. And I, yeah, but, you know, you have to come back into who you are, like your humanity. Because what if... What if the Wi-Fi was turned off forever? Right. How how would you identify like how, yourself as who who are you then without right. without your phone? Who are you? Right. Who are you? Well, how would you be? Who are to... you without your fifty thousand followers? Right. Legitimately, right. Like, because it's so funny, like how followers are like the, how we value people. Yeah. Like how there's like a personal currency. It's so strange. <laughs> legitimately, legitimately, like your importance is mm-hmm. based on your followers. And it's and absolute bullshit. Bullshit. Because I've met I've met people like these influencers that aren't shit. And they're, they're not terrible and people. They're, yeah. Not everyone, obviously, but like. But a lot of them are though. Or like empty people. You're like, There's, hi, I'm trying to. Hello. Yeah. Like nothing. nothing. Yeah. Like dull. Like, like, or like we were even just talking about. Uh, someone posted something the other day. Like I'm so tired of these women who um, are are throwing these female empower empowering events, but are mean girls in real life. Oh my god. That like when you see you see these girls and they post all these pretty pictures and they seem like oh they're so pro woman pro woman then you meet them. And it's like, they could give a fuck about who you are, why you came to their event, and don't even care to even engage in a real conversation with you. They're more worried about taking the perfect, perfect picture to fit their curated feed. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, wow. That's the norm now, though. And I feel like that's what's made me so withdrawn from connecting to people. And even, you know, allowing, like, allowing the thoughts to enter my head of, people being around my babies i'm like no 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 so that holds me back you're also in a very vital time right now you have two under two you're not not even 30 right you said you'd be 29 yeah um that's a lot that's that's a lot like and and you're doing it by yourself you know and i think because we got a we got an advice question did we read that advice question um someone asked about uh getting like she was saying like her her friend was telling her she's making excuses she can't go out but the baby's like not even a year old yet oh my god yeah and i'm just like my friends didn't understand why like that she's making yeah like couldn't do other shit anymore but like was that other friend a parent Probably, Probably not. not. Probably because not. it was a guy. Yes. So that's why. Because you're not. You don't understand. Because you're not. You can't understand. You're not a parent. People say that to me all the time. Oh, you use your kids as an excuse um, to like be a bitch. Because people think because I don't go and meet up with them that I'm a bitch, or if I don't answer my phone when they call me, I'm a bitch. But it's like I got real things that I'm tending to, and people can't hear that. And people who aren't parents don't understand that. So, I mean, I'm not here. I'm I'm just too tired to, like, explain myself to, to you or anyone. You know what I mean? Like, if you understand and if you want to be my friend and, you know, like, offer me some sort of, like, any form of, like, support, a conversation, anything, that's cool. But if not, then just keep it pushing. Like, right. I don't have the energy. Yeah. And, and there is. Like, when you have, like, under, first of all, the first year, 
the, like you're pregnant one year, and then there's the first year you're like yeah. have a, t- a baby connected to your titty at all times. Yes. You're like basically a cow. And <laughs> yeah, seriously. And then like and at two they get their kind of more independent. Mm-hmm. So it does. It's like a two year minimum situation where like shit's gonna shift. And then not to mention you have to get back to yourself, mm-hmm. which is like wait who am I now? Can I do this? Can I do that? Wait, I can't do Molly on Friday. Wait, maybe on. You know, <laughs> You know, like, okay, maybe I shouldn't, you know, like, I love you. It's true, it's true. It's not like you can't ever do I'm Molly I'm like, will I ever, no, oh my you god, will. I was actually, will I ever do we Molly? We did it, like, th- three really? weeks ago, you know? For real? Yeah, we did. <laughs> oh my god, I can't wait. <laughs> no, literally, like, I and just it's okay want, to say that, you know? Yeah, like, I just want to be able, I want to know that, like, I will have fun again. Yes, you, you will. will. No. There's will life. I? Yes, okay. I promise. She's like, not, like, not, 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 for, not for a while. Not for a while. <laughs> oh my god, that was weird timing. Of no, she knows. She's, she's like, 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 no, no, Yeah. <laughs> and, and then there's always going to be moms because I have friends who I, I, you know, who are in similar situations, have two kids, and 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 honestly, this is a, aside from what I was going to say. I think sometimes women. Who, who have don't understand what you're going through and maybe like like you said your mom had that shift and she she decided to leave that guy a woman who can't who can't tap into that which is it's hard there there's envy even though you're struggling and there's things that are hard people will turn their nose, nose up on you and judge you because they can't do the things that you do or they think they can't they think they can't. They yeah. think they can't. The fear is so great. So they'll be in unhappy relationships. They'll make excuses. And then even for Erica and I, like, you know, we have this platform and we do the shit we do. And, you know, we make a lot of, we make a lot of jokes about our bad choices, quote unquote. But, right. but the truth is, is like our kids are a little bit older now, you know, and we're not bad moms. But I think that I have friends who are like, oh, you do kind of go out a lot. I'm like, no, bitch, you're just locked in the house. Oh so you're jealous. <laughs> so you're jealous of my freedom. I wouldn't want that would make me feel like shit if someone said that to of me. Of course, because we're triggered by someone oh coming God. at our motherhood. Right. That's like our, the number. You want to get in a fight quick? Talk right. shit about somebody's mothering skills. Oh, my so, God. You know? Absolutely. So I, I just, it's, it's important to know that there is light at the end of the tunnel. Right. And, find, and balance. And finding balance. And you're in a place right now, probably, where balance is hard. Yeah, it is. You know? But I mean, I went out two nights in a row, like Saturday, Sunday, and... I, I woke up this morning, I'm like, damn, like, I, I did that. Like, I did two nights in a row. Like, should I have been here? She just got out of the hospital, but I just needed it. I'm like, the I, mom I, guilt. The mom guilt came but through. But she was fine. She's she was perfectly fine. fine. Yeah. She's fine. They're fine. It's just, you know, I'm always like, they need me. They just, they need me. They, I'm their mother, and they need me. And they so do. I have to be here. But they also need to learn independence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, so raising an independent child is important because we're not always going to be there. Mm-hmm. And, and and you don't always want them to, you know, you want them to socialize them. And right. I'd be like, go, my, my daughter's with my, my dad right now in Philly. And I'm like, here, here's your grandpa time. Mm-hmm. Have a good time. Like, you know, I had... Oh, this is a major one. Um, I actually... Um, I was entertaining the, the, the thought of letting Amethyst go to England with her dad for a little bit. And I, and I went over it with my mom because, you know, we want to be validated right. by our loved ones. And she went crazy. She was like, how could you ever even, you know, how could you even consider something like that? That's your child. And that's your father. You and, know, I think and, he, and, and he has to learn. Yeah. And He's I deserve, like... 
it's time. Yeah, time. You, you've give you you know you've put in your work. You've put in your work a lot, and he's had the uh, he's had the the fucking yes. privilege to be yes. chilling low key. This you know? whole time. So yeah, sometimes. But the mama guilt that the mamas pass on to the daughters yeah. is some real shit. It really is. But real. you know what I think that is too. I'm realizing. I think mom like not that moms can be low key haters. <laughs> <laughs> But, like, we're in a different time. Right. They didn't have this community. They didn't have this power, this enlightenment it, to be like, they hey. They didn't have a place. My, even my mom with this podcast, I was like, did you have a place to go listen to other women going through your experience? Where did What did you do? Mm. And she was like, because she, she first was like, I don't understand. You're telling your business on the radio. <laughs> on the radios? What's happening? Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, Mommy. no. Yes, baby. Women can... I've cre- we have created a community like where like I can connect to another woman that's going through my experience and I feel connected and it, it makes me know I'm not alone mm-hmm. and it and it just keeps trickling and trickling as you know mm-hmm. and it's like she couldn't understand yeah, she does don't. now she gets it more more so but she's like I don't understand like I'm like yeah because you didn't have it right it's a generational conditioning you didn't have so it so her her grand her great great grandmother taught taught her great great grandma you know and like you suffer in silence you don't tell anybody you don't tell your business like that that's the that's the biggest thing like no one needs to know your business how you know how people look at you matters like what they think of you matters, matters. you have to come off like you're you're perfect and it's like a lot of those women um they have they kill themselves they are so tormented from within that they can't take it and they take either their kids lives or their lives and that's not happening like no not on my time not on my watch if you're a mother you know who has connected with me i'm going to care for you i'm going to provide you with the with the resources so that you don't feel like you want to end end yourself you right, know right. cuz that's what that's what suff- suffering in silence leads to that so i mean I don't know how our ancestors did it, you know. <laughs> Community, you know. They had, I mean, it was hard, but I mean, I mean, think about like that, that village mentality right. was real. Right. Everyone did their part. It comes from like a very real indigenous place. Right. It does. <laughs> like, I'm going to do the cooking. I don't know at what point in, in like the motherhood and parenthood breakdown that community became less and less and less and we became more and more isolated yeah. where women are supposed to figure this shit out on their own Colonialism. and you don't ask for help and you don't ask your friends for help you feel guilty for like asking for help and like I mean it's, okay. and it's also like the patriar- patriarchy and like having the men be these you know they're the gods and mm-hmm. they're in power and we're voiceless we're we're just the woman they've actually painted a picture and we've accepted I, I read something the other day and it's like the most we've we uphold the patriarchy the most women because, yeah because we've allowed it to, to sustain this long you know um and we've allowed we've we've adopted their image of us and and how we're supposed to be and this is like the beginning i think of a turnover in that series of events i guess that's true i guess that's true because there's things in my mind that I know are totally programmed through society and through the male, through the male voice and eyes and all those things, you know, that I had to check myself in. And I check myself all the time. Like, why do I feel that way? Wait, why do I think? Why do I feel bad? Why do I, you know? Like, why can't I do this? Oh, is that because I'm somebody's mama? I need to wear a bra and I can't wear this see-through top. Right. No. Mm-hmm. These titties fight somebody. They need to be seen. Right. <laughs> you know? I love it. I love it. I really, really do. Women need to feel that more. Like you're beautiful. You're, you're sexy. Strong, yeah. You're sexual. You're smart. Yeah. You know? Even when it comes down to pain, I've been dealing I'm still 
I've been so triggered by this abortion ban. Mm. It's really, oh my god, it just, wow, it, it put, I can't even, it makes me emotional because I'm still processing my abortion and I just, I feel very triggered and, you know, a lot of things have been coming up, a lot of my feelings about my abortion and, you know, like, kind of like post-traumatic stress where I can, like, be thinking about something about that and, like, start crying. And I'll talk to my friends, and they're like, yo, you need to speak to, like, the dude. Like, you need to hit him up and, like, just have closure with it. And I feel like most women would never, like, ever. They would, they're just afraid of, I don't know what, maybe, like, the rejection, maybe if the other person won't care. And with me, like, I don't care. Like, I don't care what he feels. I'm going to speak about how I feel. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shine light. I'm going to vent. I'm going to express myself. I'm going to, I don't care if it makes you uncomfortable because like I'm, I'm hurting, you know? And that's the thing that I see with a lot of women. They, they will be in so much pain, but just keep Taking it in, it. keep it, let it build, let it build. And then they snap and I, I'm just not comfortable knowing that that's a possibility that I can, you know, get myself to a place like that. I'm going to, I'm going to address it. And I want to inspire women to address your traumas, address your abusers, ad- call, call your mom out, call, call, your, call whoever, call them out and let it be known and watch how you feel. For your own healing. For your own healing. Yeah. Truth. It, it, that's what it takes. And I, and I realized that with Let's Talk, it's like healing and therapy comes with communication, our words speaking. Like we free ourselves, we heal ourselves through words. Because when we physically speak words out into existence, you're able to look at them, you know, and, and come at it from different places instead of just holding it in and it just being like this one dimensional, dimensional thing inside of you. And there's a lot of power in speak, like even being here and us talking, it's like someone listening to this is gonna be like, whoa, my God, I felt that, but I didn't think about it that way. Mm-hmm. And I am gonna hit this person up, and because I've been wanting to, I just I'm, I've been afraid. And you don't have to be afraid. You don't have to be afraid because you're dealing with yourself at the end of the day. When you're laying in your bed with all your thoughts, what, what's that person doing? Right. You know what that person thinks of you isn't gonna heal you. Right. Like heal yourself. That's so true. Our testimonies are powerful, yeah. and they matter. That's so true. Well, I am so I'm, I want to get you out of here because your babies are like uh, they're, turn, they're like okay, we're turning time, Mama. <laughs> what are you doing? But I just want to thank you so much for coming here and just so happy and just know. like sharing your energy with us and like even just being like yeah, I'll come, whatever. Yeah. Like not knowing us from anywhere. Right. Like no, I really I appreciate that and I really I love. Really, I, really I love. You. I love what you're doing. With, it's so important it's so necessary don't stop I know it's hard and I know you know it can feel lonely out here you know but you're building something where you don't have to be alone you're building such a beautiful community so much and and we need it yeah single moms we need it the most the we most. are the, like the most overlooked you know it's, it's so it's like hurtful yeah wow. we do the most we're, we're literally bringing people into the world and being mm-hmm. overlooked mm-hmm. it's like yeah we're being overlooked and a lot of times thrown away like what did you do why are you single mm-hmm. right. right what did it's you do wrong right. right and you know and i feel the most powerful i've ever felt 
as a single parent, mm-hmm. more powerful than I did as a woman with a man and a baby. Right. You know, my singleness has empowered me in ways that I'm so grateful for. Right. I'm so grateful to, that I'm single. I'm so glad I'm not married. I'm so glad that shit didn't work out. Whew. Were you married? I was going to be. Wow. I was planning my wedding. Mm-hmm. And then it just all went, it was, I thought, the end of my life, mm-hmm. you know? But it was just the beginning. Mm. It's so funny hearing both these stories and look look what's birthed out of those dis- then disappointments. Wow. Mm-hmm. Look at the platforms, the communities that you've built out of those those disappointments. And that's for any woman who's in a situation, any mom right now who thinks it's the end of the road and there's nowhere to go and you're sad and life's ended and yeah. fuck, where's my picket fence? Right. You have When you tap into your power, you have literally, these are testimonies, these are living people, like you have no idea what's out there for you. Mm-hmm. Disappointments are the beginning of birthing big things. Right, mm-hmm. they nourish you. They nourish Pain you. Pain nourishes you. You, yeah. have to, you, ha- you have to face it though, you, you have to face it. And that's what I've had to learn because I'm, I'm a, I'm a good I'm good at suppressing, mm-hmm. pushing it down, pushing it down. As women, we are because yeah. that's what we do. We move forward. We yeah. get shit done and we move forward. Right. We don't talk about it. We have yeah. to, yeah, because if you, I I can't be falling apart. Like you know, like who who's gonna catch me? Right. No one's here. I'm like alone. Mm-hmm. So I can't. I literally physically cannot allow myself to not even victimize myself. I I just can't allow myself to to be weak in, in certain moments. Like, I have to dig it up. Even if it's the sm- smallest amount of strength, I dig that shit up, and I have that fuel me and push me into getting out of bed and doing what I have to do. Thank you for sharing, and... Tell us, uh, our listeners, where they can find you. Um, my Instagram is at melamurder, M-E-L-A-M-U-R-D-E-R, and... Um, if there's any single moms or moms out there who are seeking community, you can email me directly at letstalkmother at gmail.com and I respond to you directly. And um, we're just trying to expand the movement of this gathering and, you know, hopefully we can be in a city near you. And follow at Let's Talk too. Yes, at Let's Talk Mother. <laughs> well, thank you, thank Mella. You so much. Thanks for coming on. You guys can know where to find us at goodmoms underscore bad choices and our website www.goodmomsbadchoices.com We'll see you next time. Bye! Bye!